Hi, welcome to the Shopping Mind Podcast, where partners, parents and... Podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. Well, you know, my mind was on other things. Um, as we're recording this, World War Three seems to be imminent. Yep, there's an um, impending doom looming. You know, it's quite scary. Russia has invaded Ukraine, as you all know. And everything is at the moment topsy-turvy. And, uh, you know, by the time you hear this podcast, who knows what would have happened. There's a very interesting piece in The Economist which says, can humans change the way they behave or does history repeat itself endlessly with humans forever condemned to reenact past tragedies without changing anything except the decor? Well, history always repeats itself. But you, you, what, are you, what are you trying to say that now that we've moved so much forward in the world, that war is um, something that people don't do anymore? Yeah, that's exactly what it says, actually. It says in the past few generations, for the first time in history, the world became dominated by elites who see war as both evil and avoidable. And if it again becomes normative for powerful countries to wolf down their weaker neighbors, it would affect the people all over the world and it would affect how we feel and behave. So essentially what they're saying is that Russia invading Ukraine, this should concern every person on earth, no matter what your political leanings. Why should it concern everyone? Because that's what it's arguing, that war is an outdated concept. But now, with Russia invading Ukraine, if this becomes de rigueur one more time, then people all over the world would think of other ways of defending their uh, their countries rather than, you know, peace talks and everything else that they have done. Is it, I, I disagree with this article. You think this is an outdated concept? In the last 10 years, I can think of quite a few wars in no, my but, head. No, but these wars always happen within parameters that are acceptable to the West, the first world. This is probably for the first time that the first world is actually being threatened by something which is happening in its own backyard and it is powerless to control despite... It's the first war in Europe. Yeah, some of the but, biggest countries. Uh, I, I don't kind of like this attitude that because it's in the West, it's a war. What about all the stuff that happens in the Middle East and in as I use the word, impoverished countries, that's okay. Well, I, I didn't go to war with Ukraine, so why are you asking me? But, anyway, yeah, there are enough people raising concerns. Anyway. Yeah, there are enough people raising concerns over that and marching up and down various cities, I'm sure, highlighting exactly that. Um, but um, yeah, so Ukraine and Russia, of course, is the biggest story this week. Um, since we recorded our last episode. Uh, what else? Uh, lots You've happening. You've been very busy this week, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, premieres, previews. So I went for the press preview of um, Sanjali Labansali's latest film, Gangubai Kathiawari. And um, I've been reliably informed that my my review on the radio was sent to his team, Sanjali Labansali's team, and in all likelihood he's heard it too. So I don't know whether he approves or disapproves. But uh, Wasn't he going to make a... I thought he was planning to phone you. Or did that not work out? That didn't, that didn't happen, no. Oh. But, um, yeah. You might as well tell us what the review was then. I, I quite enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it far more than I enjoyed Padmavat. And, um, Can I just butt in? Sanjali Mansali for me, I feel he peaked at Devdas. For me, it was, um, what was the movie before that with Ajit Devgan and Salman Khan and Ashwari Hamdil De Chuke Sanam. I love that movie and I like Devdas. And then after that, you know, he's all right. Yeah, but I think he's done a good job with this one. And I think especially for people who are fans of his brand of cinema, you know, if you like that sweeping landscape, if you like the intensity of emotions, then uh, it is something that people will enjoy. And what brings the story to life is, I think, the power-packed 
tight knit ensemble you've got ajay devgan who is such a force to reckon with i mean he doesn't need dialogue to make a statement on screen you've got um, this uh, shantanu moheshwari a young boy he's his debut in bollywood and you know he's played this young man absolutely head over heels in love with gangubai's character and and i think even the way he's played it is really beautiful um then you've got a whole list of people weaving in and out of the story you've got seema pahwa as the madam of the brothel you know she rules with an iron fist and she's driven by her greed for money you've got vijay raz who's gangu's political nemesis doing a great job you've got jim sarb who plays the young fresh faced journalist so there's a lot going on and of course i last but not least you've got the star of the show alia bhat who i think was absolutely phenomenal you know the way she charts the journey of gangu's life from being this fragile weakling almost in kathiawar ganga in kathiawar her gradual transformation you know when when she finally ends up as the madam of kamatipura i think that is absolutely phenomenal and it does put alia in a in a league of her own but um she so enjoyed it no um no negative if there, if i were to really critique it properly and find uh, two things that i feel could have been handled better a and i have a problem with many many films that are guilty of this it is the length of the film i thought the first half was really briskly edited and it was pacey and it was really good and once you've set the scene and once you've you know given us what the background is moving on to the next rung of the ladder was a rather slow and i also feel that there were extreme sentiments expressed in the film that may not sit right with many of us because you know this is about uh, a prostitute and this is about gangubai who spoke about legalizing prostitution she speaks about being extremely proud of her profession as a prostitute in the same way that a doctor would be proud of his profession so these are all things which you know go against our conditioning against our value system so i can imagine a lot of up trouble of course absolutely controversy is sanjali lavansali's middle name and you can see why but on balance i thought uh, the entire sanjali lavansali aesthetic is summed up in one scene for me where you know gangubai's character is having a conversation with shantanu maheshwari's character who's brought her a lot of sarees um uh, saariyon ka pura dheer leke uske paas aaya so that you know she can choose one and she asks him to pick a saree for him and he says he's a little puzzled you know he's saying that why are you asking me they're all white sarees you can pick any you like and that is where sanjay leela the typical bansali dialogue where alia bhat turns around and says ki ha sab safed to hai lekin kaun sa safed you know chand wala ya badal wala doodh wala ya barf wala moti wala ya sipi wala you know if you see life in black and white then this may be something which you don't enjoy much but i think if you see the the uh, see and appreciate the shades and variations and nuances in how people live and love and behave then this would definitely be a compelling watch you said how long was it two and a half hours you yeah. think that's too long i thought it was too long it could have been cut down by 40 minutes uh, easily aajkal you so i'm from that era where we we'd watch manmohan desai movies and if they weren't over 3 hours we'd think we'd you know pass over soon you we've been mugged yeah but i think ott is changing all that mercifully um we saw something on ott as well um love hostel bobby diol uh vikrant masi and uh, oh god what's her name sanya sanya malhotra's love hostel this uh, got very mixed reviews because it, it had a rather weird ending i i, I think they tried to make it very modernistic 
What do you think? What did you think? It was alright. Um, I didn't really like the ending that much, and they threw in every stereotype they could. You know, they went for it, bish bosh bash. It was too much. Yeah, it's not my favorite genre anyway. But I think it's dark comedy. Yeah, but it was it was two rungs above what Andhadhun was. I felt, but. If there is a silver lining to this, I feel that it's very heartening to see Bollywood cater to a niche finally. And I say Bollywood loosely, of course. This is a film made by Shahrukh Khan's Red Chilli specifically for OTT, uh, but finally not catering to the lowest common denomination and therefore throwing in everything from an item number to romance to action to drama to melodrama to caste system, yeah, love jihad, all in the same film. Um, this is clearly a niche and this is catering to a very specific um uh set of people in the audience and it's good to see that there are stars of the stature of bobby deol who are willing to star in it happily and even play the anti-hero so yeah i suppose if there is a silver lining it it has to be that anything else you saw um yeah i saw um madhuri dikshit's ott debut as well the fame game yeah, you've been busy i've been busy yeah eight episodes of that and i think i enjoyed that as well although again it is there's nothing new in the story which you don't already know about showbiz that obviously there is a lot going on beneath the surface that the world doesn't see um and i think if you've read enough crime fiction if you've watched enough crime thrillers then Is this like Call My Agent kind it of It is stuff? something no it's oh. it's a crime thriller the oh. the star goes missing and then in the investigation that follows that is where you're led behind the scenes and you find out how each character you know what her relationship was um uh, with every member of her family every member of her team and the huge discrepancy between the the persona and the reality So if you've seen enough thrillers read enough thrillers you know obviously they've left the door open for a season 2 i feel but it is a fair it's a foregone conclusion at the end of episode 1 you more or less know how it's going to end but it is a gripping watch nonetheless and for madhuri alone i think so you recommend it i do i do all right i don't think i watched anything i can't think what i watched um anything else you can think about i know that um they were yesterday you came back with some um aloke prathe nachar i did yeah which is very nice and rare wow how come you don't normally bring it back home is it a long trudge to pack this and bring it yeah i don't want the entire tube to know what i'm carrying in my bag well i i somehow i love um, the pickles that come with it yeah even the mirchi doesn't feel too much like mirchi yeah mm i think so yeah well what's your favorite paratha then you brought aloo ke paratha but what would be your favorite i think aloo ke paratha has to be my favorite not gobi uh Mooli, uh, methi. Mm-hmm. I think I I know that some people splash out on paneer paratha, and uh, the king of parathas is of course keema. I would stick to aloo. I Now I know I lots of people here, yeah, say don't say paratha, they say the Punjabi word because obviously that's what they've heard their parents say. They say paratha, paratha. But because I guess I've lived in India, I say paratha because there's a paratha wali gali near us in Delhi. Yeah. But um also the technique of making aloo ka paratha I think, you know, I I'm not very big on making parathas myself. But whether you make the dough and well, then Well, it's hard work the bell and thing. No, you make the dough and you stuff the aloo inside it 
and then you roll it out or whether you knead the aloo into the dough and then roll it out i think no, there you stuff the aloo inside and then you scrimp the sides mm. and then you roll it with your berlin and then on the tawa and pachao it's made flip it twice yeah well there you go and that's it i'm oh. just saying a prathas Now, where do you think you've had the most memorable parathas? There's so many places. Um, probably, you know that uh, the highway between Delhi to Punjab, national highway something. You know when you go from um, Delhi to Amritsar, you know there, the parathas on 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 the roadside cafes, those dhabas where you sit on a. I forgot the name of the, of the bed, charpai. Mm. You sit on a charpai, have some karak chai. and you get some paratha and you get some achar and normally it's stuffed parathas the mm. uh, kulcha type you know and of course as i said the king of parathas is a keema naan but you can't have too many of them but um, yeah that would probably be my favorite place to have um, in a dhaba on a highway yeah obviously in a dhaba mm. <laughs> did you think i went sitting on the bonnet No also maybe you were mentioning parathe wali gali in delhi as well yeah parathe wali gali is also very good but if you want different types you know it's not just pyaz i, I believe they do um, and i've tasted it as well they do dal ke parathe as well hmm. you know and different types of dal so um, you can say you know, yeah, i don't know you can say mujhe moong dal ki paratha chahiye moong dal ke parathe and all i think a very maharashtrian thing is very you get it there as well i do remember hmm. But my favorite would probably be uh, muli. I'm not the biggest fan of gobi ke parathe. Though um, I know people love it. You know, smeared with a bit of tikki of makkhan, white butter. Ah, safed makkhan. It's always the best. Do we get safed makkhan in London? No, don't know. I've never seen it. I think you have to make it yourself, you know. Um what else? What else? Oh, something rather interesting happened uh, the other day, a couple of days ago when our when our son Suddenly came and told us he was off to a festival. That was quite funny because you know I was imagining Glastonbury. What do the kids go? What's what's Reading, the kids? Reading, and download, download, wireless, wireless. Those are the ones. Yeah. Uh, we used to go to Love Supreme, a jazz festival. Yeah. So uh, we were quite shocked, you know, when um, he bought his tickets. He's got the wristband, and what was it? It was. Are you ready for this? It was a maths festival. Yep. There were maths dons, YouTubers, maths geeks, yeah. teachers, even a stand-up mathematician. There was a stand-up mathematician. Yeah. So we thought, all right, we, we, we can put off the Portaloos, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever festivals are all about. We can put it off for another year. Yeah. So, so and it was at the Royal Institute. So he went and and uh, I think he had fun. I oh, he enjoyed he, it. I think he enjoyed it. Yeah. So um, he went with a couple of his mates. Yeah, he's got all those other festivals to look forward to for the rest of his life, I suppose. Although university life is where it really kicks off for us. I remember in India when you're at uni, it is inter-fest, inter-university festivals, which are the most fun. Did you not never host any? Mm, I can't remember. No, no, I doubt it very much. But yeah, we had a one in our college as well. But I don't know what you mean, host as in like, present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing the Ames one and the other one. Yeah, you know they have their little rock. Sh- I'm talking about the rock concert. Rock show. Yeah, because the festival is over three, four days, and there are yeah. events all day long. There's debating. There's dramatics. There's rock rock concerts, elocution, um, anything and everything. Art, anything and everything you can think of. Dumb charades. 
So yeah, we had our experience of festivals in India. It was very different. You you played Damshraz against another college. Yeah, you played Damshraz against other colleges all across at a national level. If it's what a, you get a tracksuit at the back yeah. which says things like Damshraz champion. No, don't be silly, okay? But you could, I suppose, you could get that. But uh, festivals mean something very different to university students in India. What Here, of course, it's all about music. What does it mean that festivals then? No, as in it's not. It's Just essentially music. for music. It no, it's essentially for university crowds. It's inter-university festivals. Those are the most fun. Yeah, things have changed now. Now you see these huge festivals happening in Goa. Yeah, of course, the Sundance festival. In addition to everything else that happens, Sundance festival actually, I think, is a big rave one. Then there's a Sufi one that happens in Lucknow, which is a very big one as well. Since we moved here. Sadly, it that'd be amazing. I'd love to see that. I've seen one amazing Sufi festival in um, Delhi, in the ruins. I think it was Hoskas mm. over two days. And it has to do with where you are as well. That's why Glastonbury is so cool. You know, mm. it's not too far from Stonehenge. Where you are in life, or where where you are geographically? Geographically, hmm. probably in life as well, but yeah. especially geographically. So um, the atmosphere when I saw that Sufi concert in those ruins. Just brought it up a notch. You know? Yeah, I remember one of my most memorable ones was something the Times of India organized. It was called a Sangeet Surya Parikrama. So all the big classical musicians at the time, whether it was Pandit Hari Prasad Chaurasia, Shiv Kumar Sharma, Zakir Hussain, um, I mean you name it, they played ragas which were suitable for that time of the day, and it was a 24-hour. Thing which started late evening and finished the next evening. Even the afternoon raga, late night raga, all of that. And I think she gave a free ticket to anyone who could pronounce the name. What was it again? Which one? What? What was the name of the concert again? Oh, Sangeet Surya Parikrama. Sangeet Surya Parikrama. Yeah, as in music going around the sun, a music festival that you know generally uh, um, a twenty-four hour music festival, and that again was held, I think. And you stay there in the red 20, fort. You stay there for twenty-four hours. Yeah, the gaddas sprawled all around. You've got food and drink. You know, like refre- light refreshments. If you can't, obviously, you only stay as long as you want. Then you go home. But I think most people. We went in a huge group. Most of us stayed up the whole day, and the whole night. So it was great fun. And you're there to see some of the biggest names in classical music as well, which you normally would have to pay very, very heavily to see them. But as university students, that was the charm, I suppose. Where is it held inside the university? No, no, no. It was held at. It was a Times of India thing. It was held, I think, in the Red Fort or somewhere again in a very historic place. So it Lama adds Shukta, to the ambience. Yeah. yeah. You've been to the Hoskars once? No, I haven't. They were good fun. Hmm. And there are loads of theatre festivals also that happen in India now, which spoken word festivals, theatre festivals. I don't know why we're talking about India because we've been to so many festivals here. Here, yeah. yeah. I think for me, the funniest one was that. Um, I love BST uh, Hyde Park in Hyde Park. Yeah, I love that. Some big names there. I love uh, Love Supreme as well. My favorite one was uh, in a f- on a farm. It's, mm-hmm. it's now no longer there. But one occasion mm-hmm. at the same there are two different stages and there are two different one band and one superstar headlining at the same time. So I had to run between place to place because they're both my favorites. Mm. One on one stage was Bob Dylan and it's We Where? saw him in Love Supreme as well. No, that was Van Morrison. No, we've seen Bob Dylan as well. He would never do Love Supreme. We've seen Bob Dylan. What Shall we call it? Bilkul, don't you remember when they said that? Oh, there's a policy that they're not zooming in on his face because he's a he's a certain age now and he doesn't like close-ups. Yeah, so that's that's the story I'm telling you. That 
in one on one stage was him and mm-hmm. on the other stage was primal scream oh was it the same day yeah oh, okay and i thought you were going to some concert which you went to ages ago no 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 but uh, i once went to an, an irish festival in my college years and uh, van morrison it was an irish festival. van morrison was headlining he's been here we see him many many times but he brought bob dylan out on stage mm-hmm. so it was really cool they sang one bob dylan song they sang one van morrison song the song you know made my day and of course you show your age where you say that you love folk by the oak as well which is around the corner from where we live here in hertfordshire bit of folk music bit of yeah, folk do, music but that's nice because only because of the ambience it is set in a it is in a beautiful setting uh it it is the only festival we know which always ends with grand fireworks it's close to us close which to helps us. which and helps the only problem is that it's always on a sunday i i think they feel that buddhas and buddhis who come to that festival normally don't have work to go to next month next month historically the the oak tree hmm. it's called folk by the oak because that is the oak tree where queen elizabeth the 1st hmm. was sitting when she was told i think when she told that her father had died and she uh, had become queen i think queen so, of england yes like that, yeah. So there it's of huge historic significance in the 1500s probably. Yeah. Yeah. It could be 1600s. I so mean, who knows? Uh, history is very poor. Um this year Maths Fest next year for us and it could be any one of these which will be interesting as well. Well, with that shall we say bye-bye? Yeah, let's do. Okay then. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.